The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Happy Wednesday. Welcome in, everybody, to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. We are presented by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Brendan Glasheen, your host, joined by Charlie Disturco and BJ Cunningham on this hump day. We are with you every weekday during the MLB postseason. If you haven't done so already, please leave us a five-star rating and a review. We're picking out winners, a winner, each week. And the winner receives a free one-year subscription to Action Pro in the free-to-download award-winning Action app. That's a feature in the app that you can get access to for free uh, if you are selected. So please do so. Um, on top of that, want to get this uh, housekeeping taken care of as well. Uh, we were hanging out last night, some of us from the Action Network baseball group. Uh, Colin Whitchurch, who's our editor, he was on the podcast last year. Anthony DeBundo. See, DeBundo's all giddy because the Phillies are rolling in this postseason. So DeBundo had no problem. Company man Anthony DeBundo hops in the Action Network Discord last night. Sure, I'll hop in, interact with the people. And of course, he, I mean, when you when you win the game, what is it? Did it end up being 10 nothing? I went to bed after like the seventh inning. That thing was over um, last night in game two. But anyway, DeBundo chopping it up with the people. Uh, we are using our Action Network Discord during the postseason. And our contributors have hopped in there live during games to make it a fun place to hang out. Uh, a direct quote from our audio director, Matt Mitchell. He wanted me to relay this to you, Charlie and BJ, and the rest of our listeners. The first 10 listeners who head to the baseball channel in our Discord server and type the phrase stuff plus will receive a prize courtesy of our audio director. So he's telling them when they listen to the podcast this morning to go to the Discord, even though the game tonight between the Astros and Rangers doesn't start till eight o'clock. The first 10 people that do that, you'll get a prize. So there you go. And again, we'll pick winners from the uh, the podcast when you listen, uh, if you leave a five-star rating and review. Okay, Texas and Houston. 
As Zarillo told me yesterday, you got to lead with Texas, then Houston, not Houston, then Texas to not confuse <laughs> ourselves. Game three, Rangers up 2-0. BJ, we'll start with you. BJ, were you on Monday? Do I have that right? I was. Okay. All right. Thank you. I, I can't keep track anymore with you guys. Um, <laughs> This time of year. Monday, we discussed looking ahead to this game. Yep. And here we are. We've got Scherzer on the mound. There's questions surrounding that. And you are taking a prop angle on this particular game. Yeah, so this is kind of interesting because what we know right now is Scherzer is he threw a bullpen or some type of simulated game and he threw 69 pitches. And that is about where he's going to be from a pitch count standpoint, from anywhere from 65 to 70 pitches. Now, there could be a case where the Rangers get up, you know, five nothing, six nothing, and they just let him go as long as he can. But for in, in general terms, when you have a pitcher coming back with his age, especially a shoulder injury, he's going to be on that some type of pitch count, especially with the Rangers being up two games and having a rest day and having their bullpen fully available. They're not going to let Scherzer go long. So, Brandon and all the listeners, let's pull out our calculators and let's do some math here. Yeah, I'm in. Okay. So, Scherzer this season yep. averaged 16.1 pitches per inning. If we take 70 pitches as his pitch count, Divided by 16.1, we get 4.35. So essentially four and a third innings. His outs total right now is sitting at 12 and a half. It's juiced a little bit not to minus 140 right now. Yep, there you go. 4.35. So now I also like his under strikeouts under four and a half. So let's continue on with the math here. So Scherzer this season, he averaged facing 4.06 batters per inning. If based on his pitch count, if he's going to go four and a third's innings, if we take 4.06 times 4.33, we get 17.58 batters face is what he is going to face today. Now, if we take his strikeout rate for the season, 28% times 17.58, we get 4.9 strikeouts. So naturally you'd think, hey, let's just take the over. You know, he's I got a high track. strikeout rate. I but, fell asleep in class. <laughs> but yeah. if we look at what Scherzer has done in the month of September, when the injury started to flare up and when he was starting to have issues, his strikeout rate went down considerably to 22%, which I think is a better indicator of where he is at right now. So 22% times 17.58 batters faced, you get a projection of 3.9 strikeouts. I think, and all of this, Brendan, is not taking into account that the Astros have the fourth highest walk rate against right-handed pitching, mm -hmm. the fifth lowest whiff rate in baseball, and that I know they've been quiet for the first two games, but Scherzer is a much, much different pitcher than both Ivaldi and Montgomery. Ivaldi and Montgomery are guys who like to utilize sinkers and change-ups and split fingers, pitches that go down in the zone. Scherzer is pretty much a fastball slider pitcher. That's what he's been for his entire career. The Rangers this season, sixth in Major League Baseball against right-handed fastballs and sliders with a plus 16.7 run value. Again, like I mentioned, Scherzer overall for the season, 3.28 XCRA. Very, very good. But in the month of September, his his XFIP has ballooned up to 4.8, and the strikeouts have gone down from 11.7 in the month of August to 8.16 in September. Also, one more thing. Scherzer is a guy who gets incredibly flustered when guys get on base. 3.44 XFIP with the bases empty, over 5 with men on base. So if the Rangers can just get guys on, they can get Scherzer flustered, 
And given his pitch count and given that he's on an injury, they have Andrew Haney, Martin Perez all waiting for as in terms of long relief. I find it highly, highly doubtful that Scherzer's going to make it to the fifth inning. There are so many things that have to go absolutely perfect for him to just get to the fifth inning. So under 12 and a half outs and under four and a half strikeouts for Max Scherzer tonight. Carly, we hinted at this yesterday that this might be a mistake by the Rangers to start Max Scherzer and allow the Astros to get back in this series. Do you feel that way? Do you feel like this is a mistake? Heaney might get up early in this game. And with all that in mind, and with BJ's excellent, Professor Cunningham's excellent (laughs) math lesson and taking us through that to make sense to the people as to why they want to go under or he's going to go under and why they should go under. How do you want to handicap this game three that now shifts to Houston? Yeah, uh, I think it's a mistake as well. I'm not sure what Bochy's really doing by kind of pushing Scherzer out here. Uh, Maybe it's because he's in limited fashion, but I agree with BJ. I ended up taking his under strikeouts when the line opens. I don't mind either look on this. I just think that the Astros and given their previous success against Scherzer, and everything that's trending in his way. He's coming back from a severe injury, hasn't pitched in months, and all of a sudden is going to be handed the ball in a high-leverage situation in the playoffs against a team that, that in the Astros that have to, you know, this is as must-win as it gets, because if you fall down 3 nothing, I'm not so sure that they're going to be able to pull some Red Sox magic out and come back from that. But with that said, I do like the Astros on the money line, uh, given, you know, BJ kind of perfectly said about Max Scherzer, a little bit more on him. Bottom 10% in ground ball rate. It has a career worst 8.5% barrel rate this season. His strikeout rate dropping. His walk rates rising. His XFIP right around that four mark. So there's not a lot that really you love about Scherzer, uh, especially given the injuries that he's coming off of. Uh, he's given up a lot of home runs and not getting as many swings and misses, which is why I like his strikeout prop. Uh, if you look at just last year versus this year, his whiff rate, his chase rate's gone down. And given the injury history and... All of that, I think that the Astros are going to be able to put the ball in play. They're going to be patient, and they're going to wait to attack. And the last time he faced the Astros, he did give up seven runs over four innings. So the opposite, Christian Javier, uh, you know, early on in the season, we were fading him, and it was kind of one of those enigmas, like how could this guy be so good last season and then this year kind of lay a dud? Well, we've kind of seen the dominance that Javier possesses over this postseason. Uh, you, You look at his... Last two starts, the one against the Twins in the postseason, five innings, nine Ks a hit, and his last start before the season ended uh, when the Astros are vying for that West uh, position, the the West outright, uh, six innings, three hits, four Ks, no runs. So back-to-back shutouts from Javier. His control, obviously, a bit of concern. But if you look at his stuff plus numbers from the first half to the second half of the season, there's a significant difference uh, with his fastball about like a a 15 to 20 difference uh, in stuff plus, which is a huge difference when you're a guy with two pitches. And that is what Javier is. So I like the Astros here. They have the better bullpen, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think Scherzer pitches deep. And that means, as BJ alluded to, Martin Perez, Andrew Heaney, most likely come out, uh, maybe Dane Dunning. I'm not so sure what Bochy's really has up his sleeve in this game, but if he pushes Scherzer deeper, that's great for the Astros money line bet at plus money. Uh, so I like the Astros here. I think they're going to get one and make things interesting. I'm not so sure the D-backs can do the same for the Philadelphia Phillies. So I'm hoping that this ALCS kind of gets interesting. And then my uh, favorite prop of the day, 
is Jordan Alvarez to walk? I grabbed it at plus money. I'd back it all the way to minus 120. I wrote about it, uh, you know, against the Twins, and they tried to walk him, and he swung at two pitches in the dirt. Well, <laughs> I don't think that the uh, I don't think he's going to be swinging in the dirt against this one. Scherzer will probably go and attack him because that's just Scherzer, who Scherzer is, and he'll probably have a home run on that at bat. But the rest of the team will likely pitch around Jordan Alvarez. I can't imagine with the base open that they'll pitch to him, given how dominant he is. His two home runs last game, he's basically the only source of offense for this team right now, especially with Tucker uh, and Altuve struggling. So I like him to walk here. Uh, and then quickly, a couple other props that I've been eyeing. Brantley total bases. He has extreme success against Scherzer and is arguably the second hottest hitter on this Astros lineup. So uh, we've taught, we've heard Dusty Baker say he might move down Kyle Tucker in the order. That means Brantley will probably get a boost up. I could see him being paired behind Jordan or right after Jose Abreu in that, you know, four, five, six range. Um, Jordan Alvarez to Homer is something that I'm eyeing. And then of course, how can we not look at Corey Seager? He crushes Javier. He crushes right-handed pitching. I think this is kind of a, a perfect spot to back Seager against a guy like Javier, who does give up a lot of high, uh, high hard hits and uh, fly balls. So looking all that way. And if they go Martin Perez, maybe a little flash bet on Chaz McCormick, uh, extra base hit. He does crush lefties, but I don't trust him enough here against Scherzer to take a, a total bases route. Unless I know he's only going three or four innings, but yeah, that's, that's my long slate of plays and looks. But Astros money line, Scherzer under strikeouts, Jordan to walk official in the app right now. Chaz Cormick is another good guy to bet to Homer at five to one because okay. he has 13 home runs this season against fastball, right-handed fastballs and sliders. That's the most of anybody on the Astros. So, and like Charlie mentioned, he has hit left-handed pitching well. So if they decide to go from Scherzer to Haney, that's a decent look in terms of a value standpoint, because like if you're going to the Rangers to Homer, I mean, you got, you know, Adelis Garcia is a wonderful play, but he's plus 220. That's so low. Like he's, he's hit 22 homers off fastballs and sliders, which all that's all Javier has. So a lot of the Rangers to homers are, are very, very low in terms of what I would play. Uh, maybe I'll just throw a, a same game parlay together, a giant home run parlay and watch all of them ground out. But, um, but yeah, Chaz McCormick would be the one guy I would target to hit a homer at five to one. Bet MGM's got for hits and bases, Michael Brantley at a half uh, for each of those. He has crushed Scherzer in his career. 20 of 54 in his career with eight doubles, three home runs. 370 batting average at OPS of 1.12. So maybe some alts on Brantley. If you're into the career history thing, which I know Zarillo hit on that a little bit the other day. Um, And and BJ, to your point, Zarillo talked about about McCormick uh, as well uh, in this potential setup. I'll tell you why, by the way, Scherzer's probably getting the start here because he's probably the one pushing the Rangers. It's not the other way around. He's probably telling that. I know that sounds like that's like I'm just playing the narrative game like Max Scherzer. Come on. The guy gets, as BJ said, the guy gets frustrated when guys are on base for crying out loud. He'd be frustrated if he doesn't get a start in a playoff game when that's why he was brought here. Yeah. One more thing, Brennan, like Max Scherzer is what, 40 years old now, 41 years old. Like this is not a 25 year old Max Scherzer where it's like he had a shoulder injury. We're just going to put him out in there in playoffs and then just like, okay, well, he's 25. We'll let him go as long as he wants. He's 40 years old. Like there's just, it's it's very, it's very hard for me to see how they just let him go unless it's like a Clayton Kershaw situation where it's like sentimental and we just want to let, you know, this might be his last chance in the playoffs and let's just let him go as long as he can. But yeah, anyway. Dare, dare I say, dare I say, he should take a page out of 2018 Chris Sale. 
and come out of the bullpen. Yeah. Sacrifice. Maybe give him an inning or two as opposed I mean, regard- to. Regardless, I don't know. Like, if, oh, you go Andrew Heaney and Dane Dunning. I mean, I don't think the Rangers really have the next two to three games really have a, a sure clue what's going to happen because Scherzer's not a good option. I I mean, Heaney's probably your best option. Dane Dunning's overvalued, overrated. Uh, Martin Perez is atrocious. And John Gray's coming back, and we don't know what's up with him either. So, like, there's so yeah, many question jerks. marks. Yeah, there's so many question marks. They have the – and then they won the two games that, like, if the Astros split those first two, I think the Astros end up pulling out the series. Um, I don't know what's going to happen now, but I do think that this, this series gets interesting given the fact that, quite frankly, the Rangers don't have a great starting option. Their bullpen also a bit shaky uh, compared to the Astros kind of have their top end guys are, are elite. Like Brian Abreu is on another planet right now. Yeah, we think based on what we've discussed on the pod and just projecting, we think it's going to be what John Gray in game four for Texas or, or it looks like Andrew Haney right now or not Andrew Haney, excuse Dunning. me, uh, Dunning. Okay. It'll be, it'll be, it, I, if I had to guess, it would be gray either four or five, probably five so that they break up the need for the long relievers because mm-hmm. both are coming off injury and then pair Dunning with one of Heaney Perez I would assume, but then again, right? Like, it, it, I don't, I don't like the Bochi could go with Scherzer for three to five and then go to Heaney. He could also go to Perez. He could also just go to the bullpen because they had the day off and then save Heaney for the Dane Dunning pairing. Like, that's the issue, in my opinion, with a lot of this. I still like the Astros no matter what because I think inherently the, the Rangers' pen or rotation that they go to is going to be a downgrade versus Javier and the Astros' pen. But, um, when it comes to props, it's it's a bit more difficult to really gauge, uh, you know, who's going to pitch because I don't think that Bochy going to give his tail tell up. Um, so that's where like flash betting, I'm a corner corner if the lefty comes in, plays in compared to something else. We've got a better number too. We discussed if the Astros were to come back and win the series, if there was an angle to bet Houston from a series perspective, Zarillo and and Debundo suggested. Astros to win in seven, and that is now up to plus six hundred at BetMGM. Yeah, and that, that's a that's a good look right there because the Astros series price right now is just plus three fifty, and I know Zarell has the Rangers around four to one projected yep. to win this series. So winning in seven, I mean they've got to win essentially three straight games to you know to get get the difference between that. So that is actually a really good look right now. Payoff pitch presented by BetMGM. Use the bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. 
Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Okay, let's quickly touch on Philly's Diamondbacks. The series ships to the desert. Game three will be tomorrow at 5 o'clock Eastern, just after 5 o'clock Eastern time. Brandon fought the announced starter for the Diamondbacks. We think it's going to be Ranger Suarez for the Phillies. Yeah. Yeah. And right now the total sits at nine. D-backs plus 110 on the money line. Phillies minus 130. BJ, I'll go to you first on this one. Uh, this Phillies team, they are, they're a wagon. I don't know how you go against them, but can the Diamondbacks get back in this series? Maybe or give themselves um, any hope and make this fun for a couple more days. Yeah, maybe um, if they're going to win a game, I think this is the one right here. If like, this is the spot to back the diamondbacks, right? Because of how good the Phillies have been. Now the market's gotten a little too little high on them. I do project diamondbacks at minus one Oh nine. I know Israel has them projected as a favorite as well. So if you want a consensus, there it is. I mean, five has been good in his two starts, only three runs allowed in his two postseason starts. You've been, like we've mentioned many times, he really sucked to begin the season. And then when he came back uh, in July, he had a great month of August and September to close out the season. Uh, Ranger Suarez, he, I mean, listen, he's he's pitched good this postseason. Uh, so give him credit for that. But uh, overall for the season, 4.39 expected ERA, 4.05 xFIP. So really just an, an average starting pitcher. Now the Diamondbacks don't hit lefties that well. So that's kind of the concern here. But if there was ever a spot to back the Diamondbacks, this would be it because I do think they do have a starting pitching edge in this game. They just got to get their bats going. And who knows, maybe again, the Rangers and Phillies just are not, they don't stop hitting. <laughs> so maybe we'll just yeah. continue, but Again, if you want the spot to bet the Diamondbacks, this is it at plus 115. Charlie, anything to add? They do have Brandon Vaught. Their market's up for him. Outs, strikeouts. Outs total at 11.5. Strikeout total for Vaught, 3.5. Both of the overs juiced significantly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's stinky. Like, I just, I just can't. <laughs> I just can't. I can't get behind the D-backs. Uh, I mean, this is the spot. BJ's right. If you want a spot of all spots, absolutely nobody wants to bet on this Arizona Diamondbacks team against the Phillies right now. So that, that I think the market knows that. I think that's why the market opened as, as a heavier underdogs than expected. Uh, when I was talking to Israel before the week and, you know, when we were handicapping this entire series and we said the Phillies minus one and a half games on the series, this was the game that the D-backs were going to be slightly favored. And we thought this was the game that, you know, they'll probably end up winning before everything kind of falls off even more. So uh, I understand if you want to bet the D backs, uh, I'm not interested in it. I'll probably end up betting props instead. Uh, I have a Schwarber eight to one ticket that I posted in the app to win to lead the NLCS in home runs. I'm going to probably bet Schwarber to hit another home run, uh, again on Thursday because plus two forty uh, is that price right now. Yeah. I, I I'm sure it'll creep up a bit. I feel like every time around game time, it shot up last night. Schwarber went from being around 260 to 280 to up to like, I think I got 325 or something like that right before game time on him. So, cause 
folks want you to bet home runs and and, and dumb props like that. Or I guess dumb. It depends on the, in the, in the sense of their eyes. It's like plus money, long shots, and I enjoy finding the value there. So I think Schwarber around game time, you could see that jump up to three to one. Uh, so like that look there, and then Cattell Marte or Christian Walker props. I have to look into Suarez a bit more, but they are the guys that crush left-handed pitching on the Diamondbacks roster. So yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't have a, a feel for this side. I lean toward props. I'll be betting props. I just about do every game. Uh, no more t- stolen bases for me because Moreno threw out to Harper and broke my heart on that eight to one stolen base last night. One more thing I want to add is that this opened minus one twenty for the Phillies, even money for the Diamondbacks, and now we're up to plus one fifteen. So, as someone who enjoys watching markets, betting markets, I am going to be heavily watching this. Uh, over the next few days, because clearly people just want to bet on the Phillies. So yeah. who knows? We might be getting the Dimebacks at plus 125 by game time. And I mean, it's understandable. So I, I really do want to fire in the Dimebacks right now, but I'm going to wait. Maybe some smart money comes back on the Diamondbacks. Who knows? But this is a, this will be a fun market to watch over the next day. For Frankly, what it's before, worth, go ahead. I go talked ahead. to Zerillo, and he did say he only put a half unit on the D-backs and was like kind of waiting around because if it goes up, he'll add more. So if you're looking to bet the Diamondbacks, maybe a, a sprinkle now or like a half unit now and then add on a bit more based on how the line kind of progresses the next couple of days because I do agree that we'll see a ton of money coming on the Phillies, but the sharp money will probably come by back on Arizona at some point. I'm backtracking slightly quickly. BJ, you bet under nine in Rangers Astros too. Yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, is like the uh, with with the Rangers. Well, you you mentioned all that sh- that stuff. Sh- I wasn't. Well, I can I can swear on this podcast. You mentioned all that shit about Scherzer, <laughs> shit about Scherzer, and you you're gonna take the under. Yeah, I am because uh, you know it's a simple projection edge for me. Okay. I know Sean right. Zerillo is with me. Eight point two runs is what I projected for this game, and like I already mentioned, yeah, I like all the unders on Scherzer, but they could take him out at any time of any sense of trouble. But it's not like they're just going to let him out, like lay out there to give up four or five runs. If he gets into trouble with guys on base, they're going to bring in Andrew Heaney. They're going to play the splits matchup. They have that you know with the day off, they have their whole bullpen available today. So it's not like it's just one of those situations where Scherzer is going to just give up five runs and it's like oh we got nobody else all right let's just wait for him to do it so and you know like like charlie mentioned javier's been pitching much better lately so and i mean listen the rangers might just keep hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting and not stop um but i think there will be some regression coming back for them and with how better how much better javier has pitched and with the astros bullpen being you know halfway decent and hopefully playing a couple matchups there um I think under nine is, uh, I think nine's a a little too high. You also like just looking at previously, you could even look at last night's Phillies game and it was 10, nothing. Cause like the wheels fell off the wagon and like the sixth, seventh inning. But like, if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for the two out rally that they had and scored, whatever, whatever it was four runs in the sixth, the game goes under. So like the Rangers could come out and put up a dud and, and even insurers can get shelled and they, they could still rain or like Astros could still win this game six to two. And like, because the bullpen arms are still coming out. They're going to still put high leverage guys in because it's the playoffs. And maybe we'll see a bit of a long relief option that I'm a little bit nervous just because I don't love the Rangers long relief options for a total, but it all depends because there is three games in a row here. So um, that every, is, that is they, key, people do have to be mindful of that. Three games in a row is very, very key because if the Rangers decide to utilize their entire bullpen today to try and go up three, nothing, and that doesn't happen, Yes, everybody's available tomorrow, but then once you get to a game six, then it's like, oh gosh, then then what happens? You know? Right. 
So then they need to start from Montgomery or Evaldi again. And listen, those two guys have been great, but it's also nice to pitch with the lead, Brendan. So let's see what happens when they're not pitching with the lead. <laughs> yep. Rangers and Astros play tonight, Thursday and Friday. So we will have you covered here on payoff pitch. I'm just yes, Evaldi's found a way to turn it around. They can't get two guys. They can't get two horses to do it, right? I'm I'm fearful now that Scherzer just goes out there and shoves. But <laughs> no, and, it's, and listen, it's... he very might well do that. But again, like we no. say in this podcast, like the probability of him doing that and going deep into this game is incredibly low. He might He's do it. There washed. is a possibility he does it. Washed. And I hope he doesn't. Washed. But the value right. of him doing it is very low. We'll find <laughs> out. Uh, we will talk about both of these games. We have two, we have two games to highlight tomorrow. Again, Phillies diamondbacks. They're the early game at five. That means that game's happening at two o'clock in Phoenix. Yep. What a yeah. Weird scheduling quirk there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Houston and Texas at eight o'clock tomorrow night on Fox. And we will dive in. We'll find out. We don't know who's starting yet for either. Correct. It all, it all, it's as of now, the action app has Urquidy and Donning. I would assume it might be that, and then it, it it's going to be a a ball. It has to be your. Uh, I mean, it has to be your kitty for the Astros. I mean, who else are they going to throw out there? Yeah, especially right. with JP France being used last game. Yeah, yeah. Tanner McGrath and Anthony DeBundo join the show tomorrow to discuss both ALCS and NLCS Thursday games. That concludes our Wednesday episode for Charlie Disturco. BJ Cunningham, Brendan Glasheen. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. We are presented by BetMGM. We're here every weekday covering the postseason. Please leave a five-star rating and review and get in that Discord. If you missed that, scroll back and hear how Matt Mitchell wants to reward you for tuning in to the podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.